This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Well, boys and girls, it was a little bit of a hairy morning, but how are you? And welcome into a very, very cool and special edition of the Bostonian versus the book. My name is Matt Peralt. I'm the Bostonian. Dave Sherapan, the book, who is in Los Angeles from a place where I will be with him come Wednesday. Dave, how are you? How's the festivities? How's the view from the props table on Radio Row? Hey, dude, first of all, have you ever done this before? It's a bucket list item that I've never done in my 20 plus year career. I have asked and wanted and desired to do what you are doing right now. And I was losing my bleeping mind yesterday when I got the email saying, hey, by the way, you guys are all set for a table on Radio Row. And I was like, excuse me? Oh. And so I had to go into full on like panic mode to get everything done. But no, I have never done what you are doing at the moment. Okay. So first of all, me neither. I was always, you know, I mean, this goes back to my years of being a kid and wishing I could go to the Super Bowl, you know, being in Pittsburgh and, you know, Jack Ham was the neighbor. I mean, like, Mr. Ham's going, let us go. We can't go. And then being in the books, being in Curacao, could never go. The last two times the Steelers were in it, I was like, look, guys, let me just go to the game. You guys can handle this without me. And they're like, if you go, you might as well not come back. So you're fine. And I was like, all right, I guess I can't leave. So now the, the next best thing is I've been to the Rose Bowl and worked as part of the media. It's very much it's fun. I've been, you know, a couple other big events, but this – Dude, we're going to nerd out. I mean, we're going to, it's, 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 I'm doing it now, but I'm meeting a bunch of people. I just, you know, was talking with uh, Sarah Perlman and, and, nice. and Drew Dinsick and, and hanging out with them and like people you've done shows with for a long time. We're all in the same place and you get to meet and, you know, someone's taller than you think, someone shorter than you think that it's, it's just so much fun. And I think we'll be able to convey that we got a good spot. We're kind of off in the corner, but mm-hmm. we're 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 right around a lot of the big sets, and um, it's close to the bathrooms, which is always very important. <laughs> and so, you know, we got we got a really good spot. I think we'll have we'll, we're going to have a lot of fun. The tables apparently, because of COVID, are spaced out more than they ever have been oh. in Radio Row. So the veterans of Radio Row. They've told me they're like, dude, it's not like this. Normally, you're you're huddled over your microphone, right? And you're talking like this because someone is right next to you doing a show in Omaha, right? Or in in Dubuque, Iowa, and then like, <laughs> it, well, now you're spaced out and you have a little bit of freedom. It's gonna be great, man. It's gonna. Be, I can't yeah, wait. I I really I can't wait to to get over Matt Fair and I get in the car tomorrow and he, and head on over and I I just it's it's one of those things where. 
sometimes everything just works and sometimes it all works out. And I, I do want to say one big thank you though, to Maxim bet because they were over and they, they really wanted us to do, do our show from their setup and we were going to do the show from their setup, but given what you're doing with other outfits and how much work you're doing, the fact that you get to go to one place and not have to move around. I'm so happy for your schedule that this is all just going to be compacted into one thing and it'll make us, it'll make you more flexible. It'll make us less stressed out. It'll work out a, a thousand times better this way for everyone involved. But Max and Bet, what they, they stepped up and said, guys, hey, come, we want you. We're going to set you up. We're going to give the internet. We're going to do everything we need to do. They are going to give us Marcel Falk on Thursday. So that that is, nice. yeah, we'll still have interviews and people coming through and whatnot. So that's, that's really cool. If this works today, and I don't know if it's going to work today because we've had some technical difficulties back here in Vegas, nothing to do with David in LA, but just some things on a Monday morning, the gremlins didn't want to work today, but Patrick Everson is going to join us at 45 past the hour to be our first ever guest here on the Bostonian versus the book. So he's been working all weekend long, pumping out content like crazy on props.com about the game, about what, what's going on. But just from your perspective, what's the vibe right now on the game? Is anybody talking about it yet? Or is it still just, wow, we're in LA. I freeze my ass off in February and it's 75 outside. That's, that's the prevailing thing actually right now. People can't yeah. believe the weather. They can't <laughs> believe. Um, it's, it's funny because now there's a fan duel set. Yeah. The acceptance of the gambling part of it is mind blowing. And I think that's the, that's the prevailing theme. You know, there's the, tr- the traditionals We're literally within, uh, you know, a short, maybe a, a mid range pass of the CBS sports network set and everything. And they're talking hardcore football stuff. Right. And then right next to them, there's, you know, uh, like points, bets. it's gambling mm-hmm. and they're intertwined. And all I'm sitting here thinking is we could have a sports book right inside of this media place and book all of these people that talk about the stuff right on the show. Wouldn't that be something like, cause there's a lot of media members. That well, it's like coming. It's coming next year. Next year. Next year. I mean, Next year, this is why people always say you do year one to year to do year two, right? There's this line in radio or in television or in media that like you do year one in order to do year two. Well, for us going to the Super Bowl, this is like our trial run. We're going in year one because we know what's coming in year two. Dave, they're going to have the waste management open and the Super Bowl in the same weekend in Phoenix next year. Like. Yeah. That is going to be an incredible weekend of gambling and betting and parties that we haven't really seen in a lot of ways because we've seen waste management the open with the Super Bowl before in Arizona. But the adding component is like we're pouring gasoline on this gambling stuff. I think you're going to see a book at, on Radio Row coming up here next year. Do you? Uh, there'll be people signing people up. You know, there, there'll be people <laughs> signing people up. There, there's no doubt. They'll be, 100%. They'll be walking around. They're, they're going to be set up there signing people up. No question. There's, I mean, there's, they should be, I mean, if they could hear, they would be. Yeah. There's, there's, because the public portion of this doesn't really start until I guess Wednesday or something like, yeah, they're going to have more availability for people to get in here. This is, well, the, yeah, it, there's a fan, 
There's a fan viewing area. Yeah. If if you look at the layout, there's actually a fan walk through where fans who purchase tickets, there is a certain level on the fan experience that you purchase through the NFL that lets you walk radio row and you can see everything going on. So like, that's the whole, that that is a big key because you're absolutely right. Not only are are the media from other parts of the country, but fans from other parts of the country will also be there and like, Hey man, you want to bet on the big game? Go ahead and sign up for our application right now. Here's a t-shirt. Here's a, whatever. Here's a 500 buck free bet. Like whatever you want, you know, whoever pays the NFL the most amount of money to be the fan experience book. They're going to have that going on. There's absolutely no debate in my mind. hundred percent. And it's so funny because I said this 10 years ago, I was like, why don't we go there and sign people up? And they're like, well, then they have to come here. And I'm like, so what? They're talking about it. They're thinking about it. Now everybody's doing it. Well, that's okay. We're here talking about it now. So all my ideas, you can keep using. That's fine because I'm here talking. It's all good. Uh, it's speaking, speaking of Arizona, you may get wind of this at some point throughout the day. Whether this is true or not, I do not know. But according to the internet, SoCal DJ and others, Kyler Murray unfo- unfollowed the Cardinals and deleted all his Cardinal team content off his social media this morning. Oh, my goodness. So is he done with the Cardinals? Or is he just doing some housekeeping? Because that seems a little odd to me that he would go ahead and do that. I'm so glad that I didn't have social media back in the day for all this stuff. I don't know when to unfollow somebody, when to not. Does that mean if I follow you, does that mean I'm mad at you? Does that mean yes. you're mad at me? Like, Passive aggressive, yes. It's Yeah, I, apparently so. I mean, because I have the kids and they tell me that stuff all the time. Well, she unfollowed me and I said, so what? Like, oh, but you don't understand. I guess I don't. I know I understand this. This week is it's like, I mean, I lived in Arizona for five years. The Phoenix Open week is the best week because, I mean, we were doing it. We weren't doing it at books in Arizona, but we were doing it. We were betting the golf and then we were, you know, betting on stuff. And then we would go to the game and we'd go big parties afterward and stuff. It's a fun week. I'm already looking forward. It's actually crazy. It's a year away. And I can't wait until that week for us because we'll have right. so much stuff to do and see. We'll have friends there. You know, the Props Arizona guys would be there as well. Uh, I can't imagine all the stuff we're going to have. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. So before we get into the game and prop bet and everything else that we'll talk about a little later on the program, there is some NFL news here this morning to get to. And that is the the report that Lovey Smith is going to be the new head coach of the Houston Texans. This seems to be. I mean, if you're a Texans fan today, Dave, how are you supposed to feel about Lovey Smith and the fact that this is. I mean, you had a chance to hire any other the coordinators or anybody else, and you're getting a guy in st- inside the staff, and Pep Hamilton, the OC, will stay. You're getting a very similar look, and why isn't David Culley ke- being kept if you're going to go this route? First question I asked last night when I heard, first question I asked, what did they, what did they get rid of Culley? Like, what, what kind of move was that? It's just, you know, not it's the same guy. Because Lovey's got the best beard maybe in the history of sports, at least coaches. That thing is amazing. Um, So it's not the same guy, but it's the same continuity. I mean, they they turned – what's the quarterback's name? Davis Mills? If he's going to be the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. but they might – I mean, they they turned him into an NFL quarterback. Like, the coaching wasn't the problem, I don't think, in Houston. And is this – I don't think this is a long-term answer. How do I feel from a Texas fan? What are we doing? That's the first probably question I ask. It's like, I don't, I don't understand it. Are we still trying to lose? Are we trying to get a better draft pick? Or are we, you know, and then, you know, you hear all the questions, right? 
Um, why, why are we keeping him? Why are we hiring him? Um, are we, are we trying to lose now so we get a better draft pick later? A hundred percent. We're in the like, wake of that story. So why not? <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> it's right. It's all right there. Yeah. And yeah. like, you can't help but think that as a fan, especially from a guy you didn't even go outside the organization to get, right? No, they're, they're just saying, okay, we're going to elevate somebody who is already here. Keep Pep Hamilton, the offensive coordinator, and let's just go ahead and see where we go. I mean, it's, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's, it's a, it's a hire that cannot make you feel comfortable about what's going on. And it really makes Bill O'Brien's tenure with the Texans in those years. He actually won football games look kind of amazing because it, the, the Texans might be the most dysfunctional organization in the NFL. And there are some really bad ones right now in the NFL, but the Texans right now are the, are the top of the list for organizations without a lot of direction. And it starts with ownership and it starts with, you know, the fact that Cal McNair, I don't think really knows what the hell he's doing and what he wants to do with the team. And Nick Casario comes over from the Patriots. But again, just because you were with Belichick doesn't mean you are Belichick. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense. What they're trying to accomplish right now just doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be ecstatic if I were a Texans fan and I would prepare for a two-win season and the number one pick in the draft. So I think that's what the, I think hiring Lovey Smith, I think ultimately that's what they're hoping is going to wind up happening. Yeah. Uh, which is which is like, you know, a, a kind of a, a bummer <laughs> deal. But speaking of the Patriots, can I go soapbox for one second? Yeah, sure. Okay, because I don't know how much you're going to get this at Radio Row. But last night, Mike Florio in profootballtalk.com released an excerpt from his upcoming book in which he has evidence that Deflategate was the biggest ruse ever. He has evidence that the NFL lead counsel, Jeff Pash, took information. The league every year at halftime was taking ball temperature, uh, sorry, ball pressure readings to keep track of what is going on in warm and cold climates. The ideal gas law. They wanted to see what was happening to the balls in different temperature environments. The Patriots and their balls against the Colts, what started to flake gate, the Chris Mortensen tweet that said 11 of 12 balls were underinflated, thus being accusing the Patriots, taking a half a million dollars from Robert Kraft's money, taking a first round pick from the Patriots, and ultimately suspending Tom Brady for four games. Jeffrey Pash now has been found to have destroyed that evidence because the numbers were in line with the rest of the league. What the Patriots saw during that game due to pressure in colder weather the low pressure dropping, thus causing the balls to deflate, was in line with the evidence and the same data acquired by the NFL throughout the entire year. And the NFL, no longer Jeffrey Pash there, but Jeffrey Pash destroyed information, destroyed that data. And the Patriots were called cheaters. Tom Brady got suspended. And everything else came out of the ideal gas law, which we as Patriot fans, because we read the whole report and we knew it was junk, and now it sort of quietly just kind of like peters out that, oh, yeah, by the way, Deflategate was nothing. Wow. I'm not happy about this, Dave. This is not, as a Patriot fan, this is not something that will go quietly to us after what happened. We lost another first-round pick, and we're, the, the fine I don't really care about. But the first-round pick, I would like the first-round pick back if possible. 
They're not going to do that. Absolutely not. (laughs) There's no way they're giving the first round pick back. It's seven years later. And I know for most people, Deflategate is just like a whatever, we're gone, it's done. But it's going to be a big topic when Tom Brady goes into Canton, Ohio. And people are going to want to bring it up saying that Tom Brady was suspended four games for his role in Deflategate. And what we are learning now is that the Colts and this evidence and this nonsense, Deflategate was nothing. Now, was something funky going on with the two ball boys? And why were they doing what they were doing? And why did Brady smash his phone? Blah, blah, blah. I said all along, if I was Tom Brady, I would smash my phone too. Who knows what was on that? Who knows what TMZ could have used with that? Who knows what Brady was doing? I mean, the good boy image of Tom Brady maybe goes out the window, right? Maybe Brady's not the guy we think he is. And so he's like, yeah, right. I'm not letting you see a second. Maybe there's pictures of him eating donuts. I don't know. Just stuff that might get him in trouble, right? Stuff that you don't equate to Tom Brady. But the NFL, if, I mean, I, I recommend, I mean, not to give Florio more love, but like read what Florio wrote last night and what's going to kind of come out. It's great for his book. Everyone will be talking about his book on Radio Row because of this. And in New England, they're going to be on this for like the next four days straight about this. But it is unfair in my mind that Tom Brady is going to have his name be tied to Deflategate when Deflategate was nothing. And we knew it was nothing because of science. And if you ever want to teach a kid about science, great lesson on the ideal gas law about what air inside of a football does in a low pressure, cold environment, it deflates, it shrinks. So we all spent years arguing and years talking about it. No one else cares but us. I get it. It's all just a Patriot fan obsession, but we went through this and we got, Oh, you cheating Patriots, you Belichick cheaters. You still do. And it's all fake. Spygate was nothing. They were taping. You could record it. You could write it down. You just couldn't put it on film. Spygate was nothing. This Patriots never taped the walkthrough for the Rams, no matter how many times Marshall Falk, by the way, me and him are going to have fun on Thursday on that. Get ready for that oh, conversation. Oh, we're going to have fun in that conversation because he believes the Patriots taped it. And I'm going to tell him right then and there, just like Deflategate, Spygate was nothing. And they're in your head. But, you know, there they are. And then we've I'm got really going to bring that up. You know, of course, why wouldn't I bring he, you watch him? He talks about it all the time. Him and Warner can't talk to talk the 30 for 30 for uh, the tuck rule happened last night. First, the, the airing of it was the tuck Did rule. You watch thing. it. I watched, I was at dinner and I was watching clips of it. I have it DVR and I'm going to watch it all coming up tonight. I cannot wait to watch it. Oh, I've heard really funny things because there's a part of that. Uh, play that no one really has talked about all that much because Woodson's hit to Brady when he fumbles, it's helmet to helmet. And and Tom brings it up yeah, but for you the could first do time. That back in the day. You could not do it back then. It was, it was illegal back then. It was a 15-yard penalty. Mm-hmm. Helmet to helmet hit on the quarterback was 15 yards. You hit quarterbacks back then. But you couldn't hit him in the head. You couldn't hit him in the head. Even, you couldn't... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm, I'm happy for you and the Patriot fans that the flake gate is being proven to be uh, Nothing. A piece of trash because it, it was. was trash then, and it was ridiculous. The whole thing was like this: the balls you you can't beat them. It has nothing to do with the balls. Stop <laughs> with this stuff. Like especially because all the other evidence, all the other all the other balls that were being tested in cold weather environments were see, were showing the same, same type of deflation. Thing. So it's like everyone was cheating. The entire world was cheating. Like yeah. come on now. That's the problem that like you just point at Brady and you wanted a reason Rex Ryan, everybody else. You want this reason to explain why you lost instead of just saying they were better than us. Like they just beat us. 
He was better than us. They couldn't handle it. So like, it's just, I'm glad that we're not going to have that conversation at Canton, Ohio, because it's one thing when Belichick with Spygate, that will be brought up. Belichick will be asked questions about it and it'll be part of the legacy when he stops and he goes in and he's done, you know, coaching, then fine. We'll have the conversation. Spygate, you know, I still think it was a joke, but people don't think it was a joke, but at least for Brady in five years, when he's going into the hall of fame, we're not having this conversation about him and deflate gate. Right. I'm very happy about this. This is a very big deal to me. Are you off the soapbox now? Yes, I'm off. I'm I'm off the soapbox now. Yes, I'm off the soapbox. And by the way, I don't care if it was a fumble or not. The rule is the rule. Everyone wants to, the, the chat is saying that it was a fumble. It was a fumble. It doesn't matter if it was a fumble or not. The rule is the rule. We're talking about the flight gate still. Or we're talking yes. about the tuck rule. Oh, tuck rule. Moved on to that. Well, because we were talking simultaneously thirty for thirty. We're talking about both of them at the same time. So I mean, the chat's right. It was a fumble, but I mean, no. the rule was the rule. So you're yeah. right too. But it's okay. fine. It was, but it was clearly a fumble. Yeah, whether it's a rule, whether or not it's thing they hold, you know, whatever. Yes, it was. It was. It was. A, it was a very bad, bad deal. All right. So I'm wearing the Raiders shirt today, Dave, because oh, of yeah. the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Why? Did you watch any of that yesterday? Are you nuts? You know where I was. I mean, I'm what I'm doing and yeah, watching but like, the Pro Bowl. Like, and the guys I'm doing the stuff with, and we're walking around, we're setting up sets and doing time, you know, sound checks. They're like, Dave, what do you like about the Pro Bowl? You know, what do you like in the Pro Bowl? Are you guys serious right now? You, you're betting this? And they're like, the over was a good bet. The over was a good bet. And um, so we were watching, you know, highlights. They were showing me clips. And like, I, I, one, I don't care. We didn't care. In the book, we had to book it because people would bet it. Right. But, um, I saw the highlights last night before I went to bed, and I was like, "Man, I'm glad I didn't waste one second on it." Um, as far as committing time to watch it, but you put it in the notes for the rundown, and there's the graphic. Can it be saved? Why? Doesn't it have to be changed? It can't be. You can't play football at that level for fun. Like, well, why aren't hundred percent? When did it not. go to two hand touch? It's annoying, isn't it? When did it? I mean, I have, I guess I haven't watched it in a long time. I turned it on because it was here in Vegas and I was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's take a look at Allegiant stadium and who was there. And you know, a bunch of people came into town that were there and tweeting about it. So I was like, all right, I'll just go ahead and, and, and throw it on and in, in the background and just see what's going on. And I'm like, when did this game become two hand touch? I don't understand. Just got my first bottle of water in six hours. That's so oh my! Yeah. Wow! Nothing's around, so you can't find. So Donnie writes, "I just delivered it." Right. Look first. at that. I was gonna say, did, did like, can yeah. you like call somebody? Can you order it? Like, is no, it like, concierge service? No, not yet. <laughs> By the end of the week, we'll have the whole thing figured. By the time you get here, we'll be fine. Can yeah. it be saved? Can it be saved? Do you? Would you? Okay, so you say watch that last night for the first time in a long time. Yeah, because I Are just you gonna I, watch it again. If it's those rules, why would I ever watch it again? It's horrible. There's no chance. It's unwatchable. No chance. It's un. It's 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 completely unwatchable. It's completely, in my opinion, unbettable. Um, and even if you want to bet on it, you don't want to watch it, right? Because it's not football. So, I think we were talking about this at dinner last night. Something's got to be changed. Whether they play seven on seven, Ooh, and I know, like that in shorts and t-shirts, or or their team jersey. And shorts, something, right. anything. Make it fun. Make right. it, um, you know, something that we want to consume. Because I don't. I did this years ago. 
I, I was I said the same thing. When did it become where they actually hold the guys up? Nobody's putting anybody on the ground anymore. There's no tackling involved. That's not yeah, but football. The, the, they're not even hitting though. No, that's, that's what like, I mean. That that's what the weird thing. Yeah, like, why don't they put why don't they put flags on them? Wouldn't it make more sense to just go ahead and flag it up? Like if you're going to play flag football, let's play flag football. Like don't put shoulder pads on. Don't even have the guys really block and just go ahead and play seven on seven football. Like you're talking about, just go ahead and run it like a scrimmage or run it like a game that just is out, you know, guys running around having fun. I mean, spring games are like that to in, in a way. I mean, spring games, oftentimes in college football, you can't touch the quarterback and you know, you're not always tackling to the ground. Sometimes you are, sometimes you're not, but it just the only way you save it because here's the problem. Guys were tweeting about this. I saw t- players saying maybe you should up the money that's on the line, and then people might care more. Okay, maybe there's something to that. I don't really. I, I think what ultimately is the question is, for a long time the guys wanted to go to Hawaii. Now Hawaii during COVID, you're not able to go to Hawaii for, for you know you have to. It's too complicated quarantining or whatever. So they're they're now coming to Vegas to do it in Vegas, which is a nice consolation prize. But I, I think I think there needs to be more emphasis on what like the NHL did. Like there was a weird juxtaposition between what the NHL did and what the NFL did. And I felt like the NHL leaned into like, well, one Vegas two try to find unique and cool things, go to the Bellagio fountains, do the shooting on there and like do different things that are not part of the game. They play three on three. Like they try really hard to make the game it's not really a hockey game. It's an exhibition exactly. about the talent. And exactly. so the NFL, I think, has to copy that. It can't be a football game. It should be an exhibition about the talent. And let's do a variety of, you know, one-on-one type drills or let's do things that earn points for the team that's not necessarily about driving down. I mean, they threw a flag. I It was like a, at the end of the first half, I was watching it and Tony Carinti is retiring. He threw a flag for a false start that required a 10-second runoff. Like there were 16 seconds left in the first half. The ball got snapped kind of a little bit late. He threw a flag. It was ball start center, 10 second runoff. And it looks so clownish. Like, what are you doing? Like you're running 10 seconds off the clock. Like this game actually is supposed to mean something like this is stupid. Don't throw a flag for that. Don't follow the rules. And it kind of highlighted why they have to scrap it as this idea of like, it's a game because it's not a game and it's embarrassing to watch, you know, cause when, it, when was somebody down? That was, I kept on like figuring out Mac Jones just, ran 50 yards into the end zone and did the gritty yeah. because he thought he was, you know, I don't know what he thought, but he was still up. So he just yeah. ran and just did a dance yeah. in the end zone. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not, I, I don't think there's any, I think the bets sometimes can save certain things or can add a new sort of spice or, um, excitement about right. an event because you can't wage it. Like that's what a lot of you know people are talking about. There's nothing that can save the probe. There's nothing left. There's I, I don't care where it's at. I think having it in Vegas can be a bit of a distraction, obviously. Well <laughs> some things that go on here because of the 24-7 of the town and we know from living there it ain't always so easy to come here and then go to work. Mm, it's really true. And that's the second part. Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints got himself into, well, an altercation and he put a man in the hospital. Looks like it happened on Friday night. Looks like on Saturday, the man was interviewed by police. He played the game on Sunday and then was arrested here in Vegas. 
the, the story in itself will let the police handle that and let it play out. But I wonder about, well, he's going to be suspended for a couple of games, obviously, maybe more, maybe four. We'll see what the NFL does with, with this. But how concerned or are you concerned about future events, i.e. the draft in April, Super Bowl coming in 2024, if this is kind of like this narrative that football players are getting in trouble here in Vegas because the NBA had their run, right? The NBA had their all-star game problem and they didn't come back. NHL has been here. NHL had the all-star game. No problems. Golden Knights have been here. Not really any big problems. We have the rug situation. We have the Hobbs situation. And now we've got the Kamara situation. It's bad. It's a bad look. And there's people between social media. There's people between shows. There's people that can't go and can't help themselves. But go, oh, every time a league goes to Vegas, somebody gets in trouble. Oh, every time they go there, something, there's some incident. How many times are we going to hear today about the NBA All-Star game being here? How many right. years ago? And what happened that weekend? That weekend was terrible. I was in the books. I was working. There was an element in a crowd that was very, very tough to deal with. But it had nothing to do with the NBA. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of people saw an opportunity and came and took advantage of it. Yesterday's thing's unfortunate. It's a, I think it's totally random that it continues to happen. It's, again... It's not anything I think that has to do with the Raiders or particular guys or football. It's just the focus and the eyes are on them. So then things happen and get you know put out there. Um, what do you make of the uh, of the line that the police in in Las Vegas look for opportunities to publicize because fights like this happen all at a day time. at a day club every day here like we we don't hear about it all that much every single day every single day we have fights we've got guys doing 110 on on the 215 you know people are doing this consistently and yet we don't hear about it until it involves uh, a football player or somebody of note and then the press release comes out and it goes everywhere i don't like it i mean i think i think the people that say that i mean there's some validity to it it's very frustrating because I think you have to treat it either all equally or just treat it all like what I used to say a lot of times. It's kind of swept under the rug. It's not always talked about because I know I would see things working mm. down there or, or, you know, being out or talking to people. I mean, now, you know, there's a lot of people even that, that, that text me stuff. They're like, hey, did you hear about Kamara? I'm, I'm here in L.A. I, I got two texts last night before it hit the news. Right. I was like, no, I didn't. What? Oh, got in a fight at uh, Dre's. Yeah, got in a fight at Dre's and, mm-hmm. you know, got, got arrested. Like, he played the game. Right. How is that? Like, what? How, you, if that happened to me, sorry, I got to work on Sunday. I'm, I'm asking, <laughs> do, pick me up Sunday after the game. Let me shower after the game and then, you know, we'll go take a ride to the station, do the fingerprinting thing. Like, are we good? Like, how did that work? I'm, I'm fascinated with the procedure for it. When I heard that. Maybe they story. didn't know where he was and they didn't want to make the scene. I mean, but we, we know this, how things, how, how things go here in Vegas. I mean, they, they want the show to go on and they don't want, I mean, could you imagine the scene of Alvin Kamara getting taken out of a locker room with handcuffs? Like, could you imagine that shot that, that would not put Vegas in a very good light. Wouldn't put anybody in a very good light. But again, so, you know, some people might need it to have been done that way. I don't know. Whole thing's bizarre, man. I I, yeah. I don't like. I, I just don't. 
you, the original question was, you know, am I worried about future events? No, I'm not worried about you know tomorrow as far as that stuff goes. Like you right. can't control it anyway. Um, other than just just try to be a good person, and, and when you come to Vegas, like have fun, but don't get stupid. It's it's, it's not that hard. For some people, it is unfortunately. It is. I mean, there's a lot of temptation. Yeah, some people can't can't. But again, we don't know why. We don't know how. And oftentimes, guys will say I was a target and I was minding my own business, and some guy disrespected my girlfriend, threw a drink at me. You know, whatever my whatever the reasoning. We don't know the whole story. That's for somebody else to uncover and talk about. But it's just another issue involving a football player here in the last 12 months, where we've seen unfortunately multiple issues you know whether it be raider players or non-raider players getting involved with the police here in vegas is just we got a lot of big events coming up and the nfl has got to stop this because i don't want to see players getting arrested at the draft i don't want to see players getting arrested at the, at the super bowl if you want to keep these things going i mean no no city in and i i mean we should say this though no city has ever had the nhl all-star game on a saturday and the pro bowl on a sunday and for the most part we had one problem right I mean, that's so like on, on that was, level, we got we to at least commend the fact that we had so many people coming in for both events. And really, we only had reports of one, one altercation involving a player. And it was a whole weekend of stuff. I mean, there was, you know, that, that NFL, that NFL skills challenge was probably more fun than the game. It wasn't even, man, you was, know, what's even more fun than, than that. So this is a this is a whiff on on my part and, and anyone else's part here in Vegas. Did you know the practices were free to the Pro Bowl? What? The practices were free for the oh, a- AFC practice. AFC NFC practices were free, and on Friday I had a buddy of mine take his son down to. This is like a mile from where I live. This is yeah. like literally down the street from where I live, and. We went out to dinner with them and um, on Saturday and he was like, yeah, we went to practice yesterday. I was like, what do you mean we went to practice? He was like, yeah, we went to practice. It's all you have to do is just register. The NFL sent you a ticket. Right. And he said, like, you got to take pictures with the Pro Bowl trophy. You watched all the guys practices. They all went through the line and like guys, Russell Wilson, I guess, stayed forever. Uh, Travis Kelsey stayed forever. Russell Wilson, I guess, stayed after his practice. He stayed all the way through the AFC practice, signing Real autographs dude. for everybody, just going Real up dude. and down the line, signing, yeah. signing, signing. So they were Bronco fans, and they were like, there were no Broncos there. But like, just he said, like, was just watching it. And then on Saturday, I, I went to breakfast with a friend of mine, and it was like a mob scene. I was like, what happened? Because the word got out. Nobody knew because they didn't really advertise it right. as to like come to practice. But that is something that if it comes back here in Vegas, will be totally different because so many people were like, wait, what? You yeah. could go and just talk to these guys and get yeah. in line and get autographed. And like, you know, this felt like post the like post COVID, right? Because like players interacting with the fans like yeah. that for a long time, for two years, we couldn't do that. So I think that's why people just, just thought in their brains, like, oh, wait, there's no way I'll go there. They're going to be a mile away. I'll never get to interact with them. And nope. The players were all so many of them. I, I got so many cool reports from people saying like, yep, I got this person's autograph. I talked to this person, talked to that person. I mean, it's really, it, it's good to hear. I mean, it's cool to hear Mac Jones hanging out and, and signing autographs for tons of kids and, you know, people wanting to just talk and, and see Russell Wilson and, and Mahomes and Kelsey and whatnot, like real guys understanding their roles as to why they're there. And the number of jerseys I saw from 
like single, like every team in the NFL, Lamar Jackson jerseys. And, you know, it, it, it wasn't just like the good teams. It was bad teams. Pittsburgh Steelers fans were out in force. Patriot Brady jerseys were all over the place. It was it was pretty cool. It was it was neat to see it, even though I didn't, didn't go into it. But if the Pro Bowl comes back to Vegas, that's going to be cool to do that again. I will be there for sure next time if they wind up doing that again. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I remember. So I've always I, I've always loved not like love going to practice, but I, I it was to watch and see how they operated at that level. Because I was always like, even back in the day when I was playing sports and now coaching sports, I'm, I'm just trying to get something from everything right. that I see, whether it's to use as a vet later or or to just watch someone at their craft. And then I can maybe teach the kids or something or just, just learn and appreciate someone really being the best at something athletically. And I used to go... But when, when nights got here, nobody went to practice. Like I used to go up there on, on my days off and sit and just watch these guys skate and watch them shoot pucks and like see the line combinations. And part of me was wishing I could throw on my skates and go skate with them for five minutes. It would have been <laughs> right. awesome. But I used to love doing it. And then word got out, like you said. And when the Knights were making their Stanley Cup run, it was standing room only. They wouldn't let people in. It was overflow. You couldn't even get in the. You couldn't even get in the restaurant at the rink to watch it. So that's good to hear that guys were being real dudes and like because you're building fans for life with that interaction, and it's still good to see and hear that those guys remember that because, I mean, I I did it with mine. I I took them. And it took them to, to pirate games and stuff. They became fans because we went and met McCutcheon after the game. He couldn't wow. stop talking to my kids. We were at the hotel they were staying at. We sat and talked to them in the lobby for 20 minutes. He talked to my kids like they were related. And huh. that's it. They, they, they were pirate fans. They were McCutcheon fans forever. And now he went to, you know, he got traded and he's on the Phillies and, they're like, yeah, Kutch is cool. Yeah, Kutch is cool. Like, you guys feel like you know him. It was, it was cool. So doing that with, with you know, people that have kids is, is just fantastic. And it's good to know that it's available for people. All right, before we get to Patrick Everson, he's going to be joining us here in a couple of seconds nice. to go over some, some bets as to what he's hearing from the books across the country. Uh, a couple of quick NBA things to get to. And James <laughs> way, Harden. Have you, yeah. have you seen that the last two days in the NBA, the favorites have covered and won every game? 14 now. 14 Yes. Books have been getting eviscerated in the NBA <laughs> over the last two days. You Just, can't make the numbers high enough on the favorites. It doesn't matter. The games partly go mostly going over too. I, I checked the score Saturday night. I'm like, oh, six games all favorites. Oh wow. That's good. I'm glad I'm not in the book Sunday. Because you come in Sunday and they go, what happened? All the favorites won. Well we lost every game. Yes, every game. All the favorites won. Well that won't happen today, will it? No, it won't happen today. Uh yep. Oh wait, it happened today? And I only bet two. I mean, I only bet two games. So I, I, I only, I didn't go heavy. I was, I was more involved in college basketball than I was, oh. but I had, I mean, that Nets game was too easy. That was just like, what the hell is wrong with that team? Well, we said this last week, James Harden. Okay, here we go. James Harden, according to Steve Nash is not going to be traded. So this is pretty significant man, man. here that they're not going to trade him after he wants out. 
Kyrie Irving essentially was like, I have no time for this nonsense. Like, you know, whoever's here is here, whatever. So their locker room is a complete dysfunction. You know, there's been a fight or two in that locker room. <laughs> They've lost eight games in a row and they're not even competitive in these games. Like the, 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 these games, they're not just losing. They're getting absolutely killed. The triple double from Jokic. Denver kills them. Yep. I mean, I don't know how the hell you put anything, any faith or money behind the behind the nets for a, for a while until they figured this out because they are an absolute fade team right now. Is there? I mean, you asked me the question: Can the Pro Bowl be fixed? Can this Nets team be fixed, people? KD coming back. And that's just gonna. That's the magic elixir. We're like we're good. It, after yeah, I mean, that? he's the best player in the game. So I mean, it's a pretty nice elixir. But it, it's going to be a chemistry question. Is does you know sometimes you bring back you, you know the the alpha comes back and kind of smacks around. You know, cut it out. Stop it, you two. Like mom comes back into the room. The two kids are fighting. Mom comes <laughs> back in and says, "Cut it out, you guys. Stop it." You know. So does. Is Katie the dad of the mom? Can he come in and be like, I'm here. Give me the ball. You two shut up. If we're we were in. running the book together, mm-hmm. would they still be your favorite to win it all? Hell no. Not even, not even, they wouldn't even be in top three. I can't figure it out. I don't know if it's because they have so much money bet on them, which I know Correct. they don't. Oh. Or, or they're just really that afraid to be different and off. If we could just move the Nets right now, I just clicked it on Fandle. They're three to one to win it all. 350, actually. Okay, so I just hit refresh. 350, Golden State's 450, Phoenix is five, Milwaukee six, and then it goes to Heat 11, Jazz 13, Sixers 13. Would you, I would put the Nets down there with the Heat. Yeah, I make 100%. Like, like, I would say, listen, you go behind the Bucks. Go to the same price as the Heat and almost the same price as the Sixers right now and try to take more bets on this team is not winning the NBA championship. I would agree, but it's Kevin, it is Kevin Durant. I mean, that's a problem, right? It's Kevin I, Durant. I guess, but you're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna attempt something for the first time Ooh, in the history of man. the Bostonian versus the book. I don't know how this is going to go. We if this doesn't work. Come it's on. just how it is, right? If it doesn't on. work, let's see. According to Patrick, Patrick says he can't hear us. So Uh-oh. Matt, Patrick says he Patrick says he can't hear us. He he is uh I think he's tweeting at me, but let's can, can we attempt to bring in I see him. Mr. Everywhere, Mr. Patrick Everson from props.com, our senior writer. Are we are we oh, 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 oh. Huh. he's in? I hear you, Patrick. Do you so hear you guys us? No, I can't hear you. Oh, <laughs> we can't. Patrick can't hear us, but we can hear Patrick. This would be. This is one of our. This is one of our tricks. See, Patrick and I do the Prop City podcast together, and we went through all of this before. Can we ask him questions in the chat and have him answer? Can we do that? I don't know. Can you? Can you write him? Because he he sees the chat, so you could write oh, okay. to him and say what's and the, say. What's the question? What do you want me to ask? Ask Pat, ask Patrick right now, what happened with points bet last night where they went to three and a half for 30 minutes. If we can type that and see if Patrick can go ahead and, and, and answer, because this would be interesting to see, because I'm guessing it's a headphone issue or maybe 
Um, while he talks, I'll write I'll write a question to him. Greetings too. and salutations, but I can't hear the two of you at all. <laughs> uh, can you read the chat? He can't even read the chat. Right. Yeah, no, he he should be able to read. He should be able to read the chat. chat. Can you read? Oh, I see. The, I see Dave asking questions in the chat. I can read the chat. Away. I can read the chat. Holy cow! Give us the answer. All right. So, Dave, what happened? The points bet moved. So, I reached back out to points bet today and this morning, and they still haven't said what happened there. But it looks. I mean, you, Dave, you. Pro- We've probably all seen this, but Dave, you probably more than others. I guess you guys can hear me, which is great. Uh, that sometimes you see these moves, whether it's Don Best or through Vegas Insider or wherever you're going to check your odds moves, and they're and they didn't really happen. Somehow something went quirky, something went blippy. But usually when that happens, at least from what I've seen, and and Dave, you can speak to this, it's a situation where maybe it's like for a minute or something or two, and there was just some kind of blip and it says something that actually wasn't really ever there that anybody could bet. But this I looked at two different sources. And this was up for like 25 minutes at three and a half. And then there was a move to four and a half and then back to four, which was a little, that was a little quirky to go straight to four and a half and then back to four. But of course, depending on how they got bet at three and a half, um, that could, that could happen. Right, Dave? Yeah. I'll let you explain that. I can't hear you, but I can let you explain. (laughs) It's funny because I was actually, I just met face to face for the first time, Jay Crowder, uh, the, the, you know, director of points bet and actually uh, asked him to come on the show. He said he'll be by hopefully later this week. If we want to have him on. So Let's do it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but um, I would have asked him. I don't know if you flashed a three and a half at this point, it's easy to get the money. It probably got out quick that, Hey, points bet is at three and a half. See how much we can get. And, it was a six-figure wager minimum that brought it back. Really? Because, oh yeah. Oh that. Or, or they were just you know testing the screen, testing something. But I'm I'm guessing they needed a bet at three and a half because since we've seen some of the big bets, I mean we saw Mattress Mac come in on the Bengals. He's not betting it. He's just right. You know, hedging. But the big bets are coming on the dog too. Like there's well, they're I coming. mean so. If you go to three and a half, right? Who who moves that back? I mean, how fast do they do, do, do they get hit? Is it instantaneous? Is it fifteen minutes? How fast do they get hit? It depends. It, it depends who bets it. If it's a regular, you know, that already has an account that has money in it, it can be quick. Patrick said it took uh, about twenty five minutes. Um. And I don't know, that might have been someone new or someone getting to one of their locations or getting them the money and saying, all right, let's fire in, you know, 100,000, blah, 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 and you know, get the bet in. So, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And, you know, we can all speculate on it and see the time that the bet moved and all this other stuff. It's not. It's not even that we can't get caught up in it. It's the last game. You're going to see things right. this week. Last week started. You're going to see things this week that you don't normally see. You're going to see between prop bets and things we're going to talk about line moves. Sometimes you move a line just to move a line. Like when you're in the risk room this week, because you hope 
that maybe someone else moves it somewhere else and then the attention will get out and you'll get the bet on the other side that you're looking for. Or you're just putting something out there in the in the uh, universe going, hey, those guys moved that number. That must have been right. sharp money. Oh, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about head fakes we use that you and i have used that term and that's that's an industry term of right. a line move that's not really the line move might have been a, might have been the ultimate super bowl head fake it's interesting because right now vegas didn't and hasn't touched the no. rams minus four and a half it hasn't moved and so i bet it last night dave i, I took the bengals plus four and a half last night because i don't think i'm getting five and I think that number is going to stick. I think four and a half is going to be the closing number. I think maybe it goes to four, potentially maybe late money on the Bengals comes in and it closes at four, but I don't think it goes below four. And I, I don't think it's going to go to five. I, I I think the books have kind of decided this is the number you mentioned it last week that there's no need really because the Bengals, the liability is so small on the, on the Bengals liability that there's no real worry, worry when it comes to Cincinnati winning, so you can keep it at four and a half. And if they win in cover, great, not a big deal. If they, if they, if they cover, okay, Rams win, you have Rams liability built up there. But I mean, if, if you're me, okay, let's talk about this here on a Monday because I'll probably place this before I leave. I have a plus seven fifty bet on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Yep. Do I wait to see if I get a smaller money line price on the Rams? Before I come back and because and, and, I've got one unit to win seven and a half already in place with the Bengals. So it's a clear hedge opportunity to bet two or three units on the Rams to make sure that I'm coming out with a profit. Do I wait? Where does that money line number go in your mind? Um, so your debate will be to bet it before you leave town tomorrow or wait until you get back yeah. on Friday. Which one will have the better price? It's interesting because you won't have that option. Um, you won't have that option to be able to just hit it while you're here. Right. Um, wow. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, I would Cause say. Because it's correlated as everyone, if you knew this, you'll, you'll understand this. But if, if the number at four and a half, the money line number is one thing at three and a half, the money line number will be something shorter. So yeah. that's if if the line were to crash and we do see Bengals money coming in big time, maybe that works. It's definitely not crashing. You don't have to worry about that. It's a, okay. I mean, if it goes down, it's going down three and a half at the bottom. bottom. So you're costing yourself 10 cents if it goes down, but I don't, I don't think it is. I, I think you're going to see a disparity between Vegas and the rest of the country. Like we did two years ago with San Francisco, and Kansas city. Ooh. I think you're going to see a West coast number. And you're going to see the rest of the country. And I, I think Cincinnati, people are starting to buy on the Cincinnati side. But they're not coming to Vegas to do it. So the books in Vegas have no need to go to four and a half. Unless somebody flies in and bets it, they're going to sit at four and a half. So you're, I think you're going to see it. We Again, I didn't really believe it until I saw the money coming in San Francisco, Kansas City. We didn't have to go ever, ever. We could just move a half a point. We get to San Francisco. Same thing's happening on the Rams. If you go to four in Vegas, you'll get a Rams bet. Is it, is it West Coast bias? 
maybe had to go to three and a half to get the Rams. Do you, do you think it's West Coast bias? I mean, is this because LA is so close to Vegas that that's yeah? You know, this is going to be a Ray, a Rams shaded market because of the LA connection. Yeah. yeah, it was the San Francisco Giants or San Francisco 49ers shaded market against Kansas City, and we got the same thing. It's not a Midwest team, but it is in Cincinnati. We got a West Coast team, not the Niners, but it's the Rams, and and I think that that big money, the shortest trip from there is Vegas. They're, they're not flying back East and they're not going to Colorado even to lay a half a point better. They're doing it. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yep. Do you see, I was talking to somebody about this this morning that, and this really, you've educated me a lot on line making and, and, and because somebody was talking about doing, you know, beating Vegas, how do I beat Vegas? And like, I said to him, you know, it's kind of funny because the state this person was in, I'm like, Vegas actually isn't the number you're betting. Like you're not actually betting a Vegas number where you're living. You're betting a Euro number. Like this person lives in the state with access to BetMGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, BetFred, Superbook, Blah, blah, blah. And so like, I'm like, you're not betting a Vegas number. Like you, you can say you're going up against Vegas, but you're really not going up against Vegas. Like who you're going up against is actually the Euro model and, and the algorithms in England. And I don't, I don't think most people get that yet. Like, I don't think most people, most people understand that the Vegas bookmaking is still the old school, you know, the old school steakhouse, if you will. But now I don't know really what, I mean, is that going to bother people, do you think, when they start to figure that out? No, I don't think so. I, I think they just want to know what they're, you know. A lot of people don't want to know how the sausage is made. Yeah, care. right. You know, like, they really right. just want the burger. So They, they I, don't want to know how, how chicken McNuggets are made. They yeah, just yeah, yeah. Chicken McNuggets. yeah. Just give me the chicken McNuggets and make sure my sauce is in the bag and I'm good to go. I don't need right. to know how they're made. I think there'll be the same things happening with the lines. But I think... That's one of the benefits that's going to be good for the consumer that I don't think anybody really sees yet, except us in the business. You're going to be able to have, we've talked about this for three years, me and you on different shows, the homogenization of the line. I mean, it's another one of the over 1 million reasons why I'm glad I'm not in the book. <laughs> because everybody copied it. So same line. I mean, we, you know, we look at the games and we're like, how can the line be the same on a football game? I understand on this point, but how right. can we all have the same line? Like for the sons and the bulls, like seriously, why can't one of us have five? Why can't one of us have six? Why can't we all get to the same, you know, just taking bets. You can't. So this is a benefit of it is that we'll have different lines for different parts of the country. It's okay. It's good. The, the line in Boston on the Patriots game should be worse than it is out in Vegas. It always has been anyway. The bookies up there are right. the worst line. So now everything that I'm seeing happening on this legal front has been happening in my life with the, with the street and all this you know, offshore stuff. It's already been happening. This is another example of it. It's better. We need different lines. It's better for everybody. All right. I think Patrick can hear us. So Patrick. we've got, we, we've gone with the phone. So we've gone a separate route. So I think Patrick Everson is going to be able to join us now here on the Boston versus the book. Patrick, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you got me? 
A hundred percent. Holy cow. Absolutely. I worked around. Holy we fixed cow. it. That's I'm tremendous. sorry about that. I don't know what happened, but that's not um, you. That, that, that's just, we, that's why we, I, well, selfishly, it's one reason why we wanted to have you be our first guest because we knew you'd work with us. If we had technical problems, I was like, Hey, Patrick, Patrick will be, will be cool with us and not yelling and screaming and saying, guys, you're wasting my entire day. I mean, even though we are wasting your time while we're fixing nah, this. I, do, nah, I, not at all. this is, I appreciate it. At least you're in the family. So we, you know, you can, you can abuse your brothers. You can't really, <laughs> you know, abusing family, uh, uh, non-family members are, 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 are difficult. So anyway, okay. Welcome to the show. You're our first ever guest here on the Bostonian versus the book. So we're psyched to have you. Very, very cool. You've been busting your tail all weekend long. I, my first question to you, well, we already got the points bet question, but just what was your what was your thoughts on the Westgate props rollout? Was it as big? Was it as what you expected? What did you think about what happened on Thursday here in Vegas when the Westgate put their book out? Well, and you and I talked about it when we were there a little bit. I think, uh, and, and Dave, obviously you were there too. I think maybe the expectation was there would be a few more people there, that it would be a little bit busier in terms of bodies. But I don't think the, uh, you know, and, and talking with our ex-buyers about it afterwards, I don't think they were disappointed at all with the handle. The people were, you know, it was, you know, there were probably 30, 40 people that cycled through a few times and then it 30 became 20 and 20 became 10 and 10 became five. And, you know, it, it whittles down after about an hour, maybe, you know, certainly an hour and a half on the long end. But um, I think, I thought all in all, it was pretty good. I think it's a good sign that people still want to get out for this, uh, you know, for this rollout, even though there were some other books that had uh, pretty, you know, fairly robust menus out earlier than the Superbook. And what I love about what the Superbook did, and Rex told me this early last week before the rollout, he said, look, it's going to be Thursday night. We know others are going to beat us, but our numbers are our numbers, and we're not going to adjust off of what anybody else put out. We're just going to go. It's really interesting because Dave talked about it when he made the lines and CG for these and how much work goes into putting out these numbers. How much, how much line movement have we, did Rex talk about? I mean, did they move the line on Thursday night when bets were coming in? Were they actively moving during during that parade of, of, of betters? Absolutely. From the get go. And that's one of the reasons why Rex ultimately came out and, and, and hung out with, with Dave and I and, and Todd Dewey and a couple of others. Uh, ben Fox was there um, late, like 9, 9.30. That's when he could finally kind of break away, not have to worry about doing much more adjusting so that he could take some questions and give me some updates. But yeah, they were flying on this. And what was, what was interesting is what the sharp guys were playing, the sharp betters were playing uh, primarily were these kickoff props. They were they were correlating them, which makes sense. I mean, that's why these guys are. I mean, they're smart, you know. Unlike me, but they were playing under five and a half kickoffs. They were under five and a half kickoffs returned. So they're so the pros are betting on touchbacks here under five and a half kickoffs. That one opened, I believe, it was over minus one forty under plus one twenty. It moved just on Thursday evening all the way to under minus one ninety. Yeah, over plus 170. So a huge mover there. And then correlated, they were betting uh, that Matt, that Gay's first kickoff would be a touchback and that um, uh, McPherson's first kickoff will be a touchback. It's t- it ties right in. So they were hitting those and a few others. And there was some significant movers. The Rams versus Bengals rushing yardage. Rams started at 25 and a half. They initially went minus 25 and a half and it went to minus 23 and a half. And then to 19 and a half, a four yard jump. So six yards off the original number. And then all the way to 15 and a half. 
Now I'm not sure where it's at now, you know, you know, this week, early this week, as we're heading toward the Super Bowl. But that night, it dropped 10 yards. They were all over the Bengals on the uh, on the plus rushing yardage. Interesting. Dave, go ahead. You've gone for Patrick. So, I mean, it was great seeing you and hanging out and stuff. But can we even begin to talk about the post? Oh, God, I knew you were going to go there. I mean, seriously, it was we we thought that the show was good of taking the bets. But the the karaoke after the post game. (laughs) <laughs> was was amazing. No, I mean, seriously, that was but, fun. So, hold on. You guys have to explain this because one, I wasn't there. I left beforehand, but I just saw a tweet storm going back and forth. <laughs> Set the scene to this because it was Superbook karaoke night. Like, I thought that was a joke until Patrick was actually listing the songs they were singing. And I was like, wait a minute. What are we talking about? Okay. So I, I wasn't aware of this. So this is funny how this came to be. Like I said, uh, Ben Fox was there uh, as well. And uh, hey, I just got a great text. From Zachary Lucas at Twinspires. He's going to be able to share some info with me, which is awesome. Okay. I thought you guys might want to know. Zach's a good guy. <laughs> um, it popped up and I figured it's Super Bowl related. So it was funny because I'm sitting, I finally got, you know, Rex was finally able to give me a few minutes and I'd really expected to be kind of close to done at this point. And I wanted to do a video too, but I'm like, okay, I got my answers from Rex. Let me knock out the article so that I can have some sort of script basically to do a video from. And in the booth next to us, there's like this big light kit going up and, and a camera. And then up at the front and center of the sports book, kind of by that big, where the big uh, uh, box is full of the money for the super contest. There's this stage going up and Ben, and there's a sign behind the stage, like a, like a step and repeat sort of thing. And Ben's like, what does that say? What does that say? And you couldn't really tell from our distance. And we, I, I got a little closer. I'm like, Oh, it's a super karaoke, but we didn't think anything about it. I assumed that that hour on a Thursday night, they were putting something together that was going on Friday. I was so horribly wrong. Uh, at 10 o'clock, straight up, I'm just about done writing my story. I'm thinking I'm going to do my video next and I can go home. And then all of a sudden the karaoke starts. And there's no way I can do a video. Dave, I'll, I'll let you kind of uh, fill in the gaps there. It, it was exactly that. It, it, it's every Thursday. After, it is? Yes, every Thursday. They started it. Apparently, right after the pandemic, they wanted to do something to maybe bring people into the book. They put them up on those gigantic screens. Yes. You're okay. kidding me. No, no, no. no. This is like being a star. Okay. Yeah. They're right in front of the windows at the bottom. Okay. Up on a riser. But they're up on the screen. They put the words in the middle. And then those beautiful screens. That's one of the best books in Vegas. To go watch games at you guys have been there with us. You've seen those screens. My father-in-law couldn't get couldn't get over the size of the screens. He was like, "This is the greatest place on earth. I love yeah. this place." <laughs> exactly. No, and that's everyone's first impression when they go there the first time. Well, they put you on those screens, oh. and the birds are in the middle, and you're sitting there singing with the lights. I mean, it's it looks like a movie star. Is this old school Vegas songs? Like, are we talking about like, no, no, like no, rat, rat no, pack no, or no, new no, stuff? No. You can't pick. Your song. It's karaoke. You can sing anything. Patrick is a music guy. He's like, oh no, this can't be seen. And then <laughs> like and then you see the list because they, they not only put your name up, but what you're going to sing. So like I was like, I felt bad for Patrick because there was nowhere to go to do the video. There was nowhere for him to go. He's locked in. He's like, I'm gonna have to listen to this. I'm gonna wait. And so I was with uh 
uh, who did I walk out with? Ed Barkowitz, uh, a writer yeah. from Philip. He was there hanging out with us when we were talking. And it said December 1963, coming up. And I'm like, this is not an easy song to sing. Like, you either got to have it or this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> so I said, we're going to determine how long we're going to be here based on this. Did anybody that we know get up to sing? No. Okay. No. Too bad. No. Have you no, ever, it was, have you ever done it, Peralt? Have you ever done karaoke? Gone karaoke? Uh, I've done karaoke very, very drunk. But oh, okay. Never like as an adult and never where I ever, ever could be videotaped because I, I, what I did to Dan Baco those years ago where I took my Sharona right. and played it on the, I, I, I did that to him. So I'm like, no one's ever doing that to me. Exactly. <laughs> yes. and, and, and Patrick, can you listen to songs, you know, songs, I would take you in a song naming contest, but can you sing, sir? Can you sing? I, I think I'm not bad. Um, do, you, do you have a I've, go-to karaoke song? Ooh. I look. I did at our at at, at my high school's. Um, was it twenty five thirty? Oh wow! I don't know. You. One of the high school reunions. I did. I did. Where the streets have no name. And I. Yeah, I was gonna say. I would. I if, if I, you were either gonna do you two, the Cure, or um, or like Blue Oyster New Cult order, with, yeah. with New Order. Like New the, the, order. The, that's where Blue I. I the, the 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 odds on me being able to pick what song or what band Patrick would sing would be pretty good. I, I'd be like oh, minus two hundred. Yeah, very good. I I, <laughs> I nailed at a high school reunion. I nailed where the streets have no name. I mean, I wasn't Ooh. looking at words or any of that stuff. It was Whoa. like I don't, I, I don't need to look at the screen. I know how this works. Yeah, um, doing air, air guitar to the beginning. Uh, no, no, I didn't do any of that. That's the thing, man. <laughs> this is where this got wacky. This guy's up there doing Stevie Ray Vaughan's Pride and Joy. And in okay. the middle of every Stevie Ray Vaughan song, Stevie Ray Vaughan is going to do his thing, Lick. God rest his yeah. soul. And he, somebody, I don't know if he picked it up or they tossed it, it was an inflatable guitar and he oh. starts playing. And I'm just like, what in the world is going on yeah. here? And oh my goodness. Uh, no, you can, you know, whatever, you know, if they've got the song in the karaoke machine, you can do anything. So we got Stevie Ray Vaughan. We got, uh, we, we, we got, uh, uh, of course we got Billy Joel with piano man. Um, th- uh, quite a few other oh, oldies no. for sure, but it was like this, mostly it was like the same four or five people over and over and over. Yeah. So, All right. uh, which was, which was nuts. It was pa- uh, Patrick. I, I, before we let you go, I, I, I need a ruling here. Okay. So this is, <laughs> I, I, I only own two flat brim hats in my life. So, so I, 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 I was teasing Dave last week because dave wears these flat brim hats so so i am now i, I pulled so everyone's asking why am i wearing a yeehaw beer hat well i'm wearing the yeehaw beer hat because it's a flat brim hat it's pretty damn good where are you on the flat brim dave said it's because the cool kids his 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 daughters are telling him that you, you got to wear the flat brim hat are you a flat brim or are you a curved hat guy i am i am a curved hat guy and so i got nothing I. against a flat brim but it just uh, i don't i don't pull that off well you know uh, so so i don't go dave pulls it, it think, off it's just i, think I dave, just think it I think needs dave it needs some off. some like uh, uh, every every morning i want to take his hat and just go just, just want to squeeze it. it just a yeah. little just a little bit dave <laughs> yeah just not totally flat i'm yeah. a big fan of ricky fowler so i'm uh, you know he's got the the ricky fowler flat pills um yeah. so i i like him that's a but ricky fowler look man the, the right. dude's a he's a fashion plate <laughs> he can pull it he can pull it off um, I am not a fashion plate. I am a fashion soup, fashion soup bowl or something. Um, so I can't pull out the flat bill. Yeah. Dave, Dave, Dave loves it. I, I, I can't, I, I just can't get, get my head around it. It was either it this hat. Good. 
It was either this hat or uh, a, ca- a cannabis dispensary hat that I have that's flat brim. So I chose the beer. Save that for when you come here. Save yeah, that I, one for when you come here. I chose the beer. I chose to, to, to have to have the beer just to be a little more company friendly than having a cannabis hat on the live stream. And I was like, I don't know how they're going to feel about me wearing a cannabis hat on the live stream. So we'll wear a beer hat. That was right, the in, only, right in here in California. When you come the only over. two brim hat. I got. Okay. So Patrick, let, let me ask you this before I let you go. What do you think? the closing number for the Super Bowl is going to be either from Zachary Lucas or folks that you've talked to. Are we closing at three and a half? We closing at four. Are we going over four and a half to five? I don't think we're going over four and a half. Um, In the conversations I had with Rex Byers last week, you guys both know him well. He's a super smart guy. He's been around the block on this in every market. I mean, the guy's worked in Europe. He's worked offshore. He's worked here in the States. He said initially he didn't think it would get above four and a half. Last late last week, he kind of hedged. He said, "Look, maybe it gets to five and a five and a half. I wouldn't be surprised, but he didn't see it closing there, and he surely didn't see it going beyond five and a half. And now that we've seen, I don't know how that worked out a little bit earlier, as we were like typing, it was like doing it in Braille or something uh, to answer your question about points. But but now that we've seen somebody touch three and a half, it certainly I think that firms up Rex's opinion that this isn't going above four and a half. I feel that way. I'm going to say it closes four. Maybe it goes three and a half. I'm going to say four. Yeah, it, it feels that way. You guys will hear Patrick on the Prop City podcast. Patrick and I, if you haven't heard that podcast, yes, please go and watch it. Video is coming. I know we're on the Prop's YouTube channel right now. So if you guys have just watched the video, you may not have seen or heard it. But Prop City will have video coming very, very soon. But it's been a crazy couple of weeks with the Super Bowl and whatnot. But the audio will come out Thursday morning. We'll have more as Patrick talks to the bookmakers throughout the entire week. We'll see and confirm that. Are we going to get ourselves... A minus four closing number, or could it be higher, four and a half, or maybe some we see some crazy bets. We'll go over mattress max bet. It's four point five million at Caesars. He had to make twenty two hundred thousand dollar bets. So we'll go over that coming up this week here on the Prop City Podcast. Patrick, thank you for being our first ever guest. Uh, we apologize for the technical difficulties, but thank you for for working with us here. And uh, it's a very busy week for you, so thank you for taking the time. No, absolutely. I'm uh, I am honored to be the first. Uh, the first guest of the podcast and my lights are like freaking out now saying, please put my battery back on the charger. So uh, I was so wondering, good, I, so I thought that was my computer. That, that's oh, a good one. He's almost I need Mike. Mike, there's your gift right there. I need that. Mike Austin. That. <laughs> there, there is your gift for the day. I need Patrick dancing to that strobe light. Cause that was Freaking phenomenal. <laughs> oh my, that was awesome. It was, it was like a karaoke. I was doing Donna Summer or something, you know? Oh, that was that was absolutely insane. Patrick, thank you, man. We'll catch up this week. You bet. Take care, gentlemen. Everybody travel safe. That is Patrick Everson, the senior writer for props.com. I cannot believe we have a gif of him dancing to a strobe light that we could use now. That will be a thing on the show. I tell you that right now. Perfect. That should be that should be when we hit bets. The, 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 that should be our or, or if we're on a heater or we go undefeated. Like that should be our our, our right. tweet out whenever that happens. Is Patrick dancing whenever we get ourselves into that? Right. That was unexpected. I did not expect that we were going to wind up getting that. Oh my gosh! First ever guest though, Dave. We 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 had a guest. Finally, hey, it worked. It didn't even you know we 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 we, uh, we filed one down the line. Like we had to get back in the box. I think we, you know, at least hit it to defense. Got a double. I'm good with it. That's fine. Sometimes it don't, you know, you got to get a better pitch. Came All back. Right. You got it done. Let's go. Time now for better to book it. Dave, I love these bets. I got three college basketball bets. I love them. That means I'm going to miss them all. Okay. But oh I, 
I I'm on a little bit of a heater in college. You love them. Yeah, I really these three bets I like a lot. I I I really do like them a lot. And uh, well, I we we already talked about Cincinnati a little bit. We'll wait. To, we'll, yeah. we'll go to Friday and bet bet and book that when we're together on Friday. But so let's start here in college basketball with the game of the night, and it's Kansas against Texas. Here, this number has moved. It was pick last night when I got on it. I got a KU basketball team that is healthy and has everybody back. I don't think Texas is as good as people think here. I got KU and Bill Self on Big Monday, who has a ridiculous record on Big Monday. And I'm trying to figure this out. I can't figure out if it's at home he has this record because this game's on the road or it's his overall record on Big Monday. But it's something like 33-0 on Big Monday. This dude d- doesn't lose games. It may be at home. This game's at Texas, but like this guy on Big Monday is a money bet. We betting or booking KU at a pick at home uh, on the road rather against Texas tonight. I don't like I don't like the way Texas has looked the last couple of games at all. Nope. Um, we'll bet it. We'll bet Kansas. Just it's more of a play against and and again. You'll hear me say this. You've heard me say this. People listening to the show, you'll hear me say this. It's more of a play against Texas than it is on Kansas. Worried about these teams going on the road. You know how much I like home dogs. Yeah. At the right line. Sometimes, you know, you get the best line and you know where that goes, right in that can. It's well, has to win. Alabama, Kentucky was exactly that. Exactly. I, mean, I, I was, I was, wasn't on Bama. I had Bama plus one and a half points. And it closed with Bama minus two. I mean, the money just came pouring. This is the same situation. And that someone said to me online is it doesn't feel like Bama and Kentucky all over again. I was like, yeah, but I was wrong the wrong sides. Maybe the gambling gods get me back for that, you know, CLV disaster because I had a great number and I have a good number here again. Kansas is now minus one and a half. They were plus one and a half at open. And now they are favored here in this game. So I'm I'm, I'm not going to sit there and say that that doesn't give me pause. I just... I'm not, I'm on money lining this. Just win the game, Kansas. Don't worry just about numbers. Just win the game. Win the and game. so I, I like, I like KU late in the year. I think this hodgepodge of guys being thrown together for Texas is finally starting to catch up to them a little bit. And I think Kansas is starting to get their stride heading towards the big 12 tournament and the NCAA tournament. I told you this two months ago, how I like KU as a national championship contender and they're starting to play like it. Yep. It's funny, man. It's starting like the, the afternoon Eastern shows are all shows. Oh yeah, yeah. so people it's, walking it's, by. It's the twelve noon, right? It's the twelve noon start. Three p.m. Yeah, three p.m. Yeah. Afternoon drive shows are all starting to sort of percolate and pick up speed. Yep. So you start seeing the quiet go away. That's always like the weird thing when you're in one of those big conference rooms, one of those big areas, and there's no sound for a long time, and all of a sudden the noise starts to ratchet up. Up and you're like, oh boy, it's gonna get loud here. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a lot of people slapping their gums. All right, yeah, you need the headphones. Come in. Bet number two. We're going to the complete opposite angle. UNH against Stony Brook. Now, I bring this up because we talked about Stony Brook last week. How do you even get to this game? <laughs> because one, I started to pay attention to Stony Brook because Stony Brook was kicked out of the America East tournament. And since they've fallen apart, 
they've been losing and losing and losing because they knew they couldn't compete for a championship and go to the NCAA tournament. The conference took the rug out from underneath these kids and these kids have not been playing well at all. But UNH is on a five game streak to the over. Stony Brook is a four point favorite here in this game. I do like Stony Brook to cover and win this game, but they are 15 and seven this year to the over UNH five straight games to the over Ken Palm has this at 143 from a total perspective. I got over 140 and a half last night. We're going to bet or book UNH in Stony Brook with points. By the way, both these defenses rank in the three hundredths on Ken Palm right now. I'm going to book this. this <laughs> because I don't know. I, I, when I saw know this about on the it. list, I'm like, is this serious? <laughs> like, I thought this, like, he can't be serious. And it made, you made a very good case. Um, but this is one of those ones where I'm like, yeah, I, I'm fine taking the bet. Um, this is the number. Good luck. I, 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 have, I, I have nothing else to add. UNH. I was like, does that mean? The University of New Hampshire? Yes. Like, where did he come up with the Wildcats? This? The America East. It's because of Stony Brook, because I started watching Stony Brook after we talked about Stony Brook getting kicked out, and they they were number two in the conference behind Vermont. And the only real challenge to Vermont, because Vermont's been killing everybody in America East. Right. So I started paying attention. And it was like loss, 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 loss. And just kept on losing. And I was like, this sucks, man. Stony Brook was a really good team. And the conference just totally neutered them. And now they're playing like dogs, but they're going over. over. They're not playing defense. They're just kind of, they don't care. And UNH has been scoring and scoring and scoring. Right. And so we're going over. Does this thing close? Where? It's already up to 143 current. Is it really? I bet 140 and a half last night. It's already 143. No, it's going down as far as the wrong number. It's It's going down down to 138, 137. Holy. Why? That's fascinating. It's against all the trends. Maybe somebody, maybe Maybe somebody's somebody's out. out. Maybe somebody's out. That's the peril. I mean, it's hard enough picking the games of people that you might know or watch. You're going UNH at Stony Brook. I'm booking this for sure. <laughs> Finally, Arizona, Arizona State. The total is 143 and a half tonight. Have you seen Arizona? They are an under machine this year. Yeah. Arizona State also under machine. Neither one of these teams scored. In the first matchup, the, the total was 138. It went under by 25 points. Jeez. Not getting why this thing's only 143 and a half here tonight. The first total was 148. Now it's 143 and a half. 25 points under. I think Arizona, 14 point home favorites. They annihilate Arizona State tonight, but I don't think the Sun Devils are going to score nearly enough. If they get to 60 tonight, I'm going to be surprised. Betting or booking under 143 and a half for Arizona, Arizona State. Uh, let's see. Um, this number is coming down. I know that. Yeah, I'll we'll bet this one. And again, I don't think we have to worry about. The only thing we got to worry about is Arizona State. I think Arizona will get the right number of points. Twelve points spread. Oh, it's twelve. It was fourteen last night. It's down to twelve because the first game was the game, first game was an eleven point win on the road yeah. for Arizona. Yeah, it's twelve. So now they're at home. It's so another at home. It's down to twelve. Okay. Yeah. 
pretty consistent number here, 12. So, uh, yeah, unders decide. We'll book it. Or, I mean, we'll bet it. We'll bet it. We'll bet under with you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Mike did it already, Dave. Mike has already done the Patrick Everson dancing Oh, gift. fantastic. Oh, that's phenomenal. I cannot wait to use this. This that's is going to be so much fun to use this thing. <laughs> This, that's the greatest thing ever. Oh my gosh. I'm going to watch this all day and just laugh the entire time. Oh, that's so good at sports talk, Matt. I'll retweet that coming up when we're done. Mike. Awesome. Good job, dude. That was fast. That's pretty good. Uh, by the way, Jack Eckel is now uh, Eichel is now full go for at practice for Vegas. So he will be joining the Vegas golden Knights at some point, man, that's going to be a big that's, lift that, for that, that team. Helps. Oh, that's going to be, that's, it's going to be, I mean, the trade deadline news is, is this week in the NBA, and that's one, like, obvious big story that can actually move numbers um, if certain guy, one or two. Switches. Well, we skipped that. Did, did you have any take on Levert going to the Cavs? It's 18 points per game going to that roster. Helps. I mean, helps it, a lot. It, it, it helps. It, it won't – I think we won't see a direct correlation into it in the line, okay. but I think we'll see um, – won't, it won't affect the futures either directly, but I think you're quicker to move it now because you're like, Ooh, got another guy. Ooh, Man, got another guy. I, I'm impressed with people who have Cavaliers to win the Eastern Conference at 80 to one. Yeah, uh, we talked people. about that a while ago. I mean, that, yep. they're they're a much. This gives them one step closer to being legit. You know, yep. like the kids always say, "Oh, he's legit," or "Oh, she's mm-hmm. legit." The Cavs are beating good basketball teams. The Cavs are building a bench now that mm. they can be able to count on that might really make some noise come playoff time. And they get some guys back, some of the injuries that they've had. They get some guys right to come there, back and man. perform. They're, I mean, look at the, we talked about the Nets. We started off talking about how much of a dumpster fire the Nets are. I don't think the Bucks are unbeatable. Okay, Giannis is Giannis. I'll give you that, but they're not unbeatable. Beatable. Their bench equally like we've talked about other teams. Their bench is very suspect. And I mean, Philadelphia is eh? I mean, oh, they're okay. Can the, the Cavs, Cavs? I mean, they they seem to be in the conversation for the Eastern Conference. They 100 percent are. 100%. Oh boy. I'm jealous. 80 to one ticket on that. It's a hundred. There's some folks with 150 to one to yeah. win the NBA championship. I don't think they're winning the NBA championship. Oh. I, don't, I don't they're not beating Phoenix, so they're not beating anybody in the West. But the East, I don't think it's that crazy. The Cavaliers come playoff time could be could be the team the to Bengals watch. Two hundred to one, one hundred and fifty to one, one hundred and twenty-five to one to win the Super Bowl, and they're in it. Yeah, and that's enough of a sweat for people that have the ticket. They want to cash it, obviously. Same thing if you bet the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you have them, and they get two rounds in, if they if they win the second round, you're one step away from the NBA Finals. Believe me, the sweat will be worth it. Plus, you can hedge it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, shoot. Yeah, the hedge hedge alone would be phenomenal. Phenomenal. Jordan said that he bet the Cavs to make the playoffs at 16 to 1 after the fourth game of the year. So, yeah, that's a good bet, too. 16 to 1 still good ROI on that. And and you'll, I I wouldn't even hedge that to let that roll because you're going to cash that. You're going to get them to make the postseason. They're going to be in the playoffs and they very well could be a high, high seed come up here in the playoffs. All right. I know you're super busy. So, I'll let you run here real quick, but what's your favorite thing about today? Today. Today is my favorite thing about today. Heck yeah. We're set up. 
Um, you know, I, I figured out how to get the microphone and all the wires and everything else. Like you're the pretty good. I, I'm, I'm proud of you, by the way. That's really, that's, that's no help by yourself connecting on the internet, getting your mic up, getting the camera to work. I mean, I, I'm impressed. And, and listen, I was up, my, my wake up call this morning was at four in the morning. Oh, did so you go I out last be, night? I didn't I, ask you. Did you go out? Uh, we went to dinner and then I, I it's fun being a grown up now. You know you got to get up and you got to do stuff. <laughs> so like we don't you, you don't go out. Like there's a great place across the street from where we're staying. We had a great dinner and then just I went upstairs and did some research, you know, and stuff and and watched, you know, the way games closed. I went and looked at line history and I was like, oh, geez, every favorite one. Wow, that's going to be a talking point. Like, you know, because you got, and I'm going through the Westgate packet. Like, I got a couple other things. I'm making notes for you to talk about the, the cross board props that incorporated yeah. all the basketball stuff. I Baylor. Think a lot of, uh, Baylor. Baylor wins an NCAA tournament versus touchdowns for the Bengals is one thing I am eyeballing. So am I. I mean, it's so funny, but I went right to those. And I'm like, oh, me and P. Rowe will talk about this. Yeah. But I got up, I did two hours. Uh, already on the grid the first thing this morning. We you know, sat in a chair. We sat on the Pat McAfee show set. We did the show from the set. Um, so that so was cool. fun. Yeah. This, it, and now I'm going to hang up. I'm going to go do another show. You know, uh, Scott Farrell just walked by me and said, hey, man, do you want to come on my? I'm, he's there like, you go. on right now? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Adam Shine this morning was on. Like it just. It's- I, I told Farah, I was like, "Hey, just heads up when we're there, like, because Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are the three big days. Monday, Tuesday, so it's like the slow burn, and then yes. Wednesday, everything's gonna go crazy." And I was like, "Just so you know, like, we have no idea who's gonna walk by, and like, I may just like be pointing at you, being like that person, that person, get that person to, to come in and sit down. So people it's gonna be fun. That job. Yeah, like, they well, brought right. people here, and that's to my fault." That. Next year, we will have somebody doing that for us. I just didn't think we were going to be on Radio Row. So that's why we didn't bring anybody extra because I would have brought somebody else with us. I would have brought Patrick. I would have brought somebody. I would have been right, like, let's, right. let's go. Because we have the room in the house. We, we could have we made it work. And it just, unfortunately, just so like Matt's going to have to wear three hats on mine. It's like, just FYI, he could get chaotic during this show. So, I mean, I, I've had, I've had supermodels. Like I, when, when I was doing radio, they would put me into a studio and I would sit there for like three hours and they would just literally bring people to the headset. They'd put the headset on, I'd interview them. They'd go on their way. Like, so it was just like this revol- crazy revolving, yep. insane thing. So who knows who we're going to be talking to Wednesday, oh. Thursday, and Friday, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, for me, my favorite thing about today happened yesterday. And the fact that this actually works that we got in. I have one burning bubble of anxiety that's still over my head. And the second I get the press pass around my neck, that will go away. So yes. once, once I, once we know that Matt and I, cause we're, we're cleared supposedly, but I need to get the press pass. Once I have the press pass and then we're good, but yes. there, there's still yes. that question, right? Of like, um, cause Tuesday, I think what we're going to do is we're going to drive and go right to you, right to the, place and get our credentials and not play around with it because for what you're telling us it sounds like there may be a little bit of a of a wait did it is that 24 hours by the way can you get no, the pre- no. what what, t- what time does it close I'll, I'll check the uh the email that i got but it's it's only certain hours you can pick it up that's why it's crowded and then 
don't forget Tuesday night the Lakers host the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh no. At at seven. And it's we're literally we could walk. Oh yeah. We I know where we are. Yeah. Oh, and we're at, where you are is where I've been for the LA Auto Show. So okay, I know so I know, know the area right, really right, well. Yeah. yeah, I know that whole layout. I know everything about it. Parking is a nightmare. It's Uber central. Like it's beautiful to Uber everywhere. We we may just go to the house and then Uber down, but it's it's not fun. Like you get dropped off like a half a block, two blocks away, and you walk in. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very very familiar with the with the hotels in the region and the area and Staples Center, which is now called Crypto Center or Crypto dot com, whatever the hell it is now, Arena. So like, yeah, everyone will call Staples. Changed. It's it's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's a lot of it's a lot of chaos. So I don't know, but we have to. I don't want to get. I don't want to wait till Wednesday morning to get the credential, if I can avoid it. If you can avoid that, I recommend doing that because um, we might have to start the show late, and we've started yeah. the show late three minutes today. And we don't like yeah. the starting the no. show more than thirty seconds to a minute. Late, yeah, so. and there's all and just a whole bunch of crap that we have to get set up too. So it's not just us getting yeah, set, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Set cameras up and, and Ferris definitely. Do- guy so we got to do all that so like that's yeah. why i don't want us at se- at 7 a.m panicking going oh shoot we gotta figure out can we get in yeah, yeah, and yeah. they still haven't sent me the email that says congratulations you have credentials for the for the super bowl that's my anxiety i got emails for literally everything else i've been told i've been told by three different people at the nfl you have credentials you have credentials you have credentials well, you do. that's don't worry that, that. you don't wait for that email because i didn't uh, have that email either oh, i showed did. up no, no. Okay. I showed up and I wasn't even on the list of Uh-oh. the one. I was on the list of the other. So I gave him my ID and she checked it. She's like, are you sure you're on their sports grid? And she's scrolling. And I'm like, everybody, I was the last one in the line. They all got their stuff and left. And I was standing at this counter. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> the, the worst feeling ever. I scream across the convention area. And I'm like, hey, what list am I on? They did not let me in. And he goes, try FanDuel. I was like, oh, okay. I said, try Fandle. And boom, I was on the Fandle list. So then when I I had your anxiety, because when I got this, this thing's diplomatic immunity. It's, 100%. It's the past. We that can good. go anywhere we want um, in the whole building. We can go. There's different you know, outside stuff that we can get right. to if we wanted to. But right. you have to have this to do it. And you, you have to get this scanned everywhere you go as a barcode, all this stuff. So as you go into the, where the places say media access, you have to scan it. If you don't scan mm. it, you're out. So it'll My friend, I, I, I hope we're all good, but thank you for doing this. Uh, I, I know it's a chaotic week for all of us. This is going to be a lot of fun. One more show with you there and me here. And then we're together on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for an on location for the first time you and I have ever been in the same room to do this show together. We've done radio together, obviously, but we've never done this show in the same room. No, 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 so. no. We, we, oh, this show. No, we, this show. We've done never radio. done yeah, yeah, yeah. This the, the, the universe of the book has never been. Yes to be in the same so that's coming up we are back tomorrow 10 a.m pacific time 1 p.m eastern radio row for dave me in vegas and then we're together on wednesday subscribe to the podcast we'll talk to you guys tomorrow it is super bowl week so much content so many cool interviews to come tomorrow and the rest of the week thank you for watching thank you for listening we'll talk to you tomorrow for tuesday's bostonian versus the book 